0: You realize you have to redo that all like a normal human now, right?
1: Yeah, I do. Just have to get a little goofiness out of me every time we start the podcast. Hello, and welcome to The Hobby Shelf. This is a podcast where we talk about books, board games, and really just anything me and Brenna are interested in. This is episode 15, and today we're going to talk about our 2020 goals.
0: I'm Brenna, a freelance editor and an avid reader.
1: And I'm Oren, a fake English major with a concentration in board games.
0: So, Oren, what did you add to your shelf this Christmas?
1: So, Christmas was pretty great this year. We talked about last episode about kind of the year in review, and we kind of already talked about how we consider the year for us because of the fact that we received many many of the books slash board games that we were going to use throughout the year on Christmas, <laughs> we kind of consider the the beginning of the year for us, board games or book-wise, to be last year's Christmas in a regular calendar year, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for us, we added Everdell to the Shelf. That was actually a gift from me too, Brenna.
0: <laughs> yes. I am very happy.
1: Um, Brenna has been loving it. We played it uh, twice already. We got Santorini, which was given to me as a gift from some of Brenna's friends. Thank you, those friends. Uh, We also got Black Angel, which was a gift from Brenna to me.
0: You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. We haven't had the chance to play it yet. It might be the most complicated board game I own now.
0: Yeah, I think it is.
1: I'm looking forward to trying it out. We got the chance to play Gaia Project, which until recently... Not until recently, which is still the most complicated board game that we'd ever played when we played it. And this one is 0.4 less complicated. According to BoardGameGeek, they have a rating system out of... I I believe it's out of 5 for the complications. And so this one earned a 4.2 or something like that. It'll be
0: fun regardless. It might just take us a while to really... Learn.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it. This game in particular is really attractive to me because there was a time in my life where I was designing board games. And I still would like to say I'd like to design board games. I just don't have a lot of time for them. More on that later. And I was designing a game that had similar themes to this one of space travel and of having sort of a semi-cooperative people working together to not control a ship, but to help a ship or to defend a planet. So yeah. That one is special to me. I can't wait to try it out. We also received the Wingspan European expansion.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to play with it. <laughs>
1: we still haven't played it yet. This, I think we've already both said this was our top game of 2019, pretty much. Like, it was in yeah. both of our top threes of all time games, pretty sure. And And
0: the European expansion just brings in new birds and purple eggs.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And uh, new endgame goals. Mm -hmm. And just new, like, it's just a cool expansion. And
0: a few new mechanics because the cards have different effects.
1: And one of my favorite parts about this is, like, Elizabeth Hargrave, who is the designer of Wingspan and now this expansion, uh, she put a lot of effort into making sure that the old game doesn't become obsolete. Like, there are cards in the old game That give you percentages of, like, there are goals in these games that tell you, like, okay, so this is your goal for the game, if you can get this many of this type of bird. Oh, by the way, underneath it, that's 23% of all birds in the entire deck, right? With the new expansion, those percentages stayed the same, so they added in something like 50 to 60 cards,
0: but kept the percentages But made sure that
1: the amount that they added in was offset by the amount of those specific types of birds that they added. And so the percentages didn't actually change on those old cards.
0: Which is really cool.
1: I think it just, it really shows the effort that not only Elizabeth Hargrave is willing to put in, but Stonemaier Games as a publishing house puts into their games and the quality of their games. And I, I'm really excited to play it. We also received Seven Wonders, which is now officially a decade old. It was released in 2010-
0: I'm surprised that we had never played it. I mean, like
1: I've, I'd always known recently. about it. I'd always seen it in like chapters because it was one of those games that was so popular that it would make it to the chapters table. See, Do I, I mean? don't
0: think I've ever even seen it before.
1: Yeah, that's so funny because you've been to chapters way more than me. <laughs> and I just know that every time I go to chapters, I go to the board game table.
0: Yeah, well, um, I don't. So yeah,
1: No, but it was like one of those games that was like along with Catan, like it made it to be so popular that mainstream bookstores like chapters would stock it and stores like calendar club Mm
0: -hmm. i don't
1: know if other people outside of canada get those but like they would stock it you know
0: but now Um, we have it and i actually really like it it's fun
1: yeah, it's it's a really well-designed, fast game.
0: And you can play up to, with up to seven players. Which is
1: really a big deal for us because we have quite a few people now in our realm of people that we like to play board games with. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's nice to be able to play with all of them. Well, on to uh, books that we added to the shelf. What did you add to the shelf? What did you get?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a lot. I'm not going to read them all because we got 13 new books, which is quite a bit.
1: Um, no, you are going to read them all.
0: No, I wasn't going to. Should I?
1: Oh, I thought you meant...
0: No, you're... I'm not going to read the list out on the podcast. Of course I'm going to read all the books. Yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> you're going to
1: finish the books. There's no way you don't finish the books. You're finishing 100 books this year. There's no way you don't finish 13 next year.
0: Oh, speaking of, okay, so just an update on my 100 book goal. So we're recording this actually before New Year's, even though it doesn't come out till January 6th. I wanted to hit 100 books this year, and I'm currently at 97. So I'm really close.
1: We are, as of today, if you do not count today, we are four days away from the 31st, so Brenna has to finish three books in three days to reach 100 gold, or 100 goal.
0: I don't know if I can do it. Honestly, the three books that I picked on my list to try and finish are pretty dying long, so.
1: Yeah. I want you to read Ninth House, because I really enjoyed Ninth House. I'm going to. Yeah.
0: Whether or not I read it before the year's end is another question, but.
1: Speaking of people, guess who finished Ninth House? <laughs> I did. <laughs> i finished a book i think that makes six books that i finished this year
0: i actually think it's more than that if you take audiobooks into account
1: i would count audiobooks except that's like a book that feels different it's not like a personal thing that i did does that make sense
0: no
1: like we listen audiobooks together
0: oh so just you on your own yeah
1: like i personally finished six books this year
0: okay well i count audiobooks towards my book michael
1: yeah, but you count things just because you're counting the amount, like you're trying to see how many things you can read. I'm now counting because I just want to see how many things that I personally can make it through. Does that make sense? Mm, it's like, it's no. less, it's not, it's not <laughs> about volume for me. It's more about feeling good that I'm reading and being active. Yeah. Okay. Know.
0: Well, you read six books in physical copy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anyways, now that we had that huge tangent, what did you <laughs> add to the, add to your shelf this year?
0: So we got Ninth House. We own it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oren actually bought that before Christmas because he couldn't wait, because he had to bring it back to the library. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got The Rest of the Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemison, which is super exciting, even though we're listening to it on audio, but I just wanted the physical copies, so well, I have the option to go back and read them. I would
1: like to be able to go back and read them, because, like, yeah. they're good books. Yeah. They're stressful.
0: <laughs> and then I got The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon, which is super exciting, and I think we talked about that one on the last episode.
1: I think we've talked about it on quite a few episodes. Mm-hmm. It's been a buzz one for us. Like, we've really, really liked that book.
0: Yeah. And then I got a bunch of other books that I've already read but wanted to own. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also got some new ones that I haven't read yet, like Vengeful by V.E. Schwab, which is the sequel to Vicious, and I haven't read it yet, so I need to get to that. Mm. Um, Oren got me The Tattooist of Auschwitz, Mm. which I've heard amazing things about, but I haven't read yet.
1: Yeah, I actually got that one because I was on the Hobby Shelf podcast, Uh, like, sorry, I was on the Hobby Shelf podcast, like, Instagram, and I just saw someone else post about it, and they were like, oh, this is great. I think someone messaged us about it, or mentioned it in a comment to... us To us <laughs> and i was like oh well i'm gonna get that
0: see we we listen <laughs> so, to listener recommendations <laughs> shout out to
1: a person who i don't remember on instagram <laughs>
0: And then uh, we also, today we went to Chapters and I spent a little bit of a gift card I got and got uh, Skyward by Brandon Sanderson, which is um, a young adult sci-fi book. I think it's his first kind of venture into the young adult realm, Mm. but I've heard great things about it. And then I also got Nevernight by Jay Kristoff, who is one of the authors for The Illuminae Files. So, except this is adult fantasy
1: which i think was another one of the series that we've talked enough about like illuminate files so yeah go back and listen to it there but we are also both excited about this new series like it it looks
0: well never night's not new really okay,
1: well it's new for us yeah yeah it's new for us yeah it, it looks it looks edgy as i said <laughs> um yeah
0: So that is what we added to our shelves this holiday season. Let us know what you guys got for Christmas. We would love to hear about what books and board games you've added to your shelves. You can let us know on our Twitter or our Instagram. Our name is The Hobby Shelf in both places. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to send us like a giant list, you can email us at thehobbyshelfpodcast at gmail.com. So what are your board game goals? That's what we're talking about in this episode. What are our goals for 2020?
1: Yeah, so... My goals are more general than Brenna's. I think Brenna's are going to mostly be book-related. Mine are mostly hobby-related, but they they do have quite a bit to do with the hobbies that I have been... I think I've mentioned them on the podcast here, and many of them are board games. Yeah,
0: they mostly revolve around board games. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean let me just take a look here. All of them are related to board games, except for one, which I got into that hobby because of board games. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to go back and forth? No, let's do your
0: goals and then we'll do my goals. Okay.
1: Okay. So my first goal on my list right now, for 2020 is to play 30 new board games I feel like that's a high number I think it is a high number if you expect me to own all those board games but I don't expect to own all those board games I just want to play 30 new board games and I think that that's easy enough to do because we now have a couple friends that we know who do like board games Who might have board games that I haven't played yet.
0: And you can always go to Hexagon more. You can always
1: go to Hexagon. So in other words, this is... My goal is an excuse to get us to go out on dates to Hexagon.
0: Which is a board game cafe.
1: Yeah. There are other ones, but I think Hexagon's the one that we know the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if you can make this goal. Yeah. I wanted wanted
1: it to be challenging. Like, but think about it. Like, I just got... Like, we just got... And if you don't count the expansion... Three new board games that we hadn't played before because I don't count Seven Wonders because we played it before. Mm-hmm. Santorini, I'm going to count because we got it for Christmas. Yeah. Black Angel, Christmas. Everdell, Christmas. The other one's an expansion. So it's three new board games in very short time period. Then we've got like wavelength is coming in next year Hmm. we've got Tidal blades coming in tang garden is probably hopefully going to come in (laughs) like we've got a bunch of kickstarter things coming in i know that i know there's going to be other board games that i haven't actually researched yet that are going to be coming out in 2020 that i'm probably going to want to get yeah and we always have the option to go to the The board game cafe. So I wanted it to be challenging because otherwise it's not a challenge. Um, And yeah, that's my, that's my goal for board games. Makes sense. The other, the other part of this is something that I was doing while researching for this was I was looking at, like, I don't know how much people care about this in the world, but like, I don't know. I kind of came to the conclusion while thinking about this, that like the, you know, like representation of authors. So reading people, reading from people of color or reading queer authors or reading Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's important. And just because it's popular doesn't make it more important than the less popular trying to find board games from people, from minorities as well. So I think, I don't know if I'm going to set a hard goal for... So you're
0: talking about diversity in board games now? Yeah,
1: I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to set a hard goal for how much I'm going to do. But I think one goal that I'm going to do is I'm going to make it so that when I do pick board games to play that are new... I'm going to actually pay attention to not only the board game designer, that's just something that I have already kind of started doing, just paying attention to the board game designers that I like,
0: mm-hmm. but also
1: paying attention to, I guess, representation and diversity in that. Because I think... <laughs> I was Googling it and I don't think... I've, I think I found one person who wasn't like a...
0: Who wasn't White European <laughs> yeah.
1: or a white American. So, I mean, ethnicity is never something that you can just tell but like a lot of them were like hey I'm a dude from (laughs) Norway hey I'm a dude from here you know what I mean and I think and the other thing I noticed was like even like people like Elizabeth Hargrave a women board game designer is fairly rare yeah for like at least out of all the top like I was just I went down like the some of the Dice Tower's top 100 board games I was just searching all the names of the designers There weren't, like, I think there was one woman.
0: They're mostly white men.
1: Yeah, it's almost all white men. So I think the diversity in board games is something that I want to support. So I think I'm going to pay attention to that when I look for new board games to play and or board games to own.
0: That's a really good goal.
1: But I don't know if I'm going to set like a hard this many. You know what I mean? Yeah. My next board game goal is specifically Gloomhaven. Mm -hmm. I want to finish the base game of Gloomhaven this year because I know the Frosthaven expansion is coming to Kickstarter this year as well.
0: We're also, we're almost done.
1: Yeah, we are. And we're already an expansion behind because there is a whole new expansion to Gloomhaven. But
0: Frosthaven is like a different game altogether, right? Frosthaven
1: is, is almost like a sequel, but it is an expansion. Okay. So Frosthaven is... It's almost like a sequel because there's so much more. It comes with a new map, I believe. It comes with like yeah. something like 12 new classes. Well, but I believe you, you need the base game of Gloomhaven to I play it. I don't know it. if
0: you do, because if you look it up on Board Game Geek, it doesn't say... It's not like... You know, if it's, if it's an expansion, it's usually like Gloomhaven colon blah. Yeah. Right? If you look up Frosthaven, it's just Frosthaven.
1: Okay. Well, then... My goal is to finish the base game of Gloomhaven, and when we get Frosthaven, we'll play Frosthaven. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind playing the expansion uh, for Gloomhaven as well if we need something to tide us over because that looks awesome. I'd love to play that.
0: It's funny though because when we got Gloomhaven last year, we were like, "Oh, this game is going to last us so long! Like, there's so much stuff to do." And and we played it
1: so much.
0: We've almost finished the whole thing in a year. Which is really well, good. We
1: don't even know that. We just think we're close to the end because the map looks so kinda of full. You know what I mean?
0: That's true. I mean I guess we do have a long way to go still. At but... the
1: same time, like we have completed the main storyline. Yeah. But there's so much side quests. I don't it's know. It just
0: everything looks a lot more full and we've unlocked a lot of the characters. The one
1: thing the one thing I kind of regret about Gloomhaven is not getting removable stickers and ways to play replay the game because what i would love to do because i know we're so it's close not to the end meant
0: to be replayed though you no, literally it is up. no it's
1: meant to be replayed but the it's it's meant to be replayed but not with not starting anew yeah but i want to see what would happen because like we there's so many characters left that we haven't unlocked mm-hmm. you know, I and mean? even There's so much content i want to know how to play that Once we finish the game, you and I, I think we should maybe bring some other people in and let them try the game too. Yeah. Because we've been kind of playing it exclusively me and Brenna. It's kind of like our (laughs) That's because
0: I've been so possessive about it. You have been. Gloomhaven is our game. No one else can play it.
1: I've been all like, hey, we should invite new people in. And Brenna's like, no, it's just for us. (laughs) Anyways. So that's another goal to finish Gloomhaven. My third goal of this year is to DM at least 12 D&D Pathfinder some form of tabletop role playing sessions
0: so basically one a month
1: one a month i am not opposed to catching up but ideally for most people i hope it happens once a month <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> that's just a personal goal i really like D D. I i think it's really fun but i haven't been able to play because it's been kind of irregular people aren't always the best with scheduling and i'm not very good with scheduling so it's been kind of tough and i'm kind of setting this goal to make it make sure that i actually make a okay we're gonna play you know what i mean
0: because if you share your goals with people, you're 65 percent more likely to achieve them.
1: <laughs> the quote on the Lululemon wall today. <laughs> okay, my fourth goal. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of goals. I have six goals. My fourth goal is to create ten new 3D models from scratch. And
0: that's totally doable.
1: Well, is it though? Yeah. Think about think about how long it took me. It took me four months. To Only make one model one. when I started, yeah, but you've and then been it took me faster. then it took me one month to make a model. The last time I made one from scratch,
0: yeah, but you also did. Oh your... no,
1: maybe it took me seven days. Maybe yeah, it took me a week. The one
0: the one model that you made, you made in like four days.
1: Yeah, I've been getting faster. It does require a lot of effort, though. So ten models, I think, is actually a pretty like it's a doable goal. But I think you have to be trying because I think if you don't try at that goal, you're going to fail it, you know? Well,
0: I mean, that's with any goal.
1: Well, yeah, but like some games, like I feel like finishing Gloomhaven, the base game is not a goal that we have to try to do. We're just going to do it just by playing this year. Can
0: I just have like a little side note here? Yeah. So something that I like to do when setting goals in general is pick a word every year to focus on, Mm -hmm. and my word for 2020 is intentional. And I think that with all of these goals, with anything that you want to do, you have to be intentional about it in order to get it done, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, you want to play 30 board games. Well, you're going to have to track that, and you're going to have to go out and look for new ones, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make 10 models. You're going to have to intentionally set time aside so that you can get that done.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely, it's something that I would love to do. And this, this is the hobby that I got into because of board games. I I started 3D modeling originally because I wanted to make a character model for my character in Pathfinder. And there were easy ways to go, like going and paying money online, but I didn't have a lot of money and I had free access to a 3D printer at my school and Blender is a software that's completely free. So I was like well I could pay I when I think about it now it's like I could have paid $20 to buy one online <laughs>
0: Or From spend like, a month putting effort into one, Or a one.
1: month of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like But
0: now you have these 3D modeling skills, like animation skills where you can customize your own stuff online, yeah. which is really cool.
1: It is very it's very fun. I really I enjoy 3D modeling as well. I have a really cool my latest one was a Minotaur and I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay, so that is another one of my goals. My last goal, uh, which is about board games, is to Finish One of my own board game designs. And when I say finish, I mean to have a playable prototype that is going through playtesting because a finished board game is a published board game. In my opinion, you can't finish a board game like like I've already stated. It's like a 99 percent, 95 percent thing like you have to be like it's so difficult to actually get something that's fully finished. But for me, I got into this as a creative outlet. It was one of the original things that I think really sparked my love for board games. Like, I I liked board games, but then one day I just remember coming home and I'm like, I'm going to build a board game. And I started doing it, and after that I wanted to consume so much more content when it came to board games so I could know how to...
0: Can I just say how admirable this is? That you love, that you wanted to make a board game and so you started playing more board games?
1: Well, I mean, I think that's any author would say the same, you know? No, you know, like... no,
0: though. A lot of authors don't, and it drives me up the wall. <laughs> the amount of people, because I work a lot for indie authors, the amount of people who come to me saying, like, I want to publish this YA novel, and I'm like, well, have you read any YA novels? And they're like, oh, no. Like, it, I just don't understand. If you want to write a YA novel, you need to go out and consume a ton of YA literature so that you know what's out there and, you know, how to do it and what people are interested in and what has been done before and what hasn't been done before. You need to know what the tropes are and how to subvert those tropes. Like, you need to consume the thing you're trying to create.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed it seemed obvious to me. Like, I I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I had a passion for board games before I started designing them. But I just remember coming home. And at that point, I was like, oh, I this was like, that was the point that really forced me to like, I was like, oh, I want to find new board games. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping I can hope I can maybe make a cool board game that is fun to play, even if it never becomes published. Um, Wow. It's crazy to think that I could maybe try to publish a board game. Even if it never does become published, it's still something that I did. And I'd I'd like to have that under my belt. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my final goal for 2020 is to read on my own. So this is not including audiobooks. Audiobooks are like a bonus for me. I don't know if that makes sense. Like audiobooks are like... Audiobooks are something that we do when we are sitting together and we're spending time together. That's the way I'm seeing it. That's actually why I make the distinction because audiobooks are something that me and Brenner do when Brenner me and Brenna <laughs> do when we are in the car or when we are doing puzzles or when we're just kind of sitting together and we want to do that. So I it's it's by time. So when I'm reading a book, I'm setting aside time to read that book. It's not like I can do it while I'm doing something else. I'm just only reading the book. I'm not even like really spending time with you. Like I'm with you in the room but I'm reading a book. So that's why, that's why I feel like there's a distinction there because I have so many things as you guys probably just saw with my list. I have so many things that I need to spend my time on or that I want to spend my time on. So it's really difficult. So my goal anyways, my goal this year is to read.
0: So you want to read 10 books on your own, 10
1: books on my own.
0: That's you can do that too.
1: I think I can. I, the question is, can I do it along with all of my other goals?
0: Yes. You just have to be intentional about it.
1: <laughs> okay. Awesome.
0: I'm going to be really obnoxious with this <laughs> word this year, just so you know.
1: That's fine. That's fine. I, I I think it's something good for me. Yeah. So that's all my goals for 2020.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are good goals.
1: You guys should let us know what you think of my goals. If you think all of them are achievable or if you think I'm being crazy for having that many goals.
0: Or you if you have tips for how to be intentional in accomplishing these goals.
1: Yeah. Anyways. What are your goals for this year, babe?
0: So, I have a few goals as well. Every single year for years.
1: Oh, Wait. I I just thought of one more that I want to add to mine. Oh, yeah? I, my, another goal is I'm going to participate in NaNoWriMo with you. Really? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a good author, but I am going to do it with you this year. Just because I want to know what it feels like and I feel like it's a cool way to support you because like I can be writing and then you can like read my book and
0: you know it's funny I didn't even put NaNoWriMo on my list at all <laughs> oh I like forgot about it oh
1: well I, I assume you're <laughs> gonna do it even if you don't if you're not doing it I'm not gonna do it
0: I think I should do it
1: I think I want you to continue writing because I think you're great at it
0: I think it would be really good for me on multiple different levels to keep doing it so yeah yeah I'll add that one
1: okay I'm gonna because I'm gonna do it with you this year. And I think it would just be kind of fun.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Good reminder. So mm-hmm. the the first goal on my list that I was talking about, um, for the last, I don't know, 10 years, maybe more, I've been setting a goal to read 50 books a year. And I know, like, the number doesn't really matter that much. Even with me trying to get to 100 right now, that, it doesn't really matter. It's the content. It's more, it's more like the, the pages and the content you consume. Like, just the intent in going out and consuming all of these different stories. The quantity is not really that important but i always set a number for myself just because that helps motivate me to read more so i'm gonna set a 50 book goal again like i usually do i might read more like this year i almost doubled it but i feel like next year is going to be a little bit busier for me because i now i'm working on a contract basis for a publishing company and also we're getting married next year so (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to like overwhelm myself by setting a hundred book goal yeah So I'm gonna keep it manageable at 50 because I think that's something realistic that I can actually hit. Yeah. So that's my first goal. Yeah. My second goal is to read more of what I own. I am horrible at doing this
1: (laughs) (laughs) because you just want all the new books
0: (laughs) exactly well I go out and I'm like oh look at these books and especially one of my other goals is to keep using the library and I've used the library so much this year but the bad thing about using the library is I'm constantly putting new books on hold and then I never read anything that I own yeah like it's so hard
1: (laughs) along those same lines I think I might want to institute a shelf policy for my board games
0: What does that mean?
1: Almost like a, like if I haven't played a game in a year. Really? Yeah. I think if, if something's on my shelf and I haven't played, I haven't touched it in a year. It's not like books, books. There's no way you could read all the books that you've collected in a year, (laughs) but we can play all the board games that I've collected because they're only, all they require is one night. I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if, if, if a board game is on my shelf and I don't play it in a year, I think I should maybe think about either. Handing it off to someone who would like that, like do some board game trading there. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: Because I think, yeah, anyways, sorry for interrupting your goal.
0: No, it's okay. But I mean, that is along the same lines of the read what I own. Yeah. Because I've been, I have to keep going through my shelves until like a couple of years ago. I hadn't gone through my shelves ever. And I went through and I got rid of over a hundred books that I was like, you know what? I'm never actually going to read this. Like someone gave it to me or I picked it up cheap at a secondhand sale or something. And, you know, maybe once upon a time I would have been interested in it, but I don't see myself ever reading it. And so I started putting them in little free libraries and giving them away at sales and things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think I want to keep that up. Like my criteria for keeping books is, am I going to read this again? Like if I liked it, that's fine. But If I'm not going to read it again, I shouldn't keep it because it's just taking up space on my shelf that I could keep for a book I like more. Yeah. So. Yeah. I need to read a bunch of the books that I own that I haven't read yet to see if they're actually worth keeping the shelf space for.
1: Yeah. I think what I might do, I might do like a, if if I haven't played a board game in a year, Mm -hmm. right, it goes into the trade pile, essentially. Yeah. And if I play the game again before I trade the game, it can can go back onto the regular shelf. Yeah. But if I haven't played it before, I you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Then it's just gonna stay there, and then it'll get traded away, or I don't know. Maybe we'll do giveaways with some of my board games. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, it's a good idea. But that sounds that sounds so bad. We're we're giving away this board game that Orrin hasn't played in <laughs> in a year.
0: <laughs> well, I do that with my books though all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Because you know someone's gonna love it. You just don't right now. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you don't like it, it's just you it's not something you're actively using.
1: Yeah. Well, like one of the board games that I'm afraid is gonna end up on that shelf is Scythe because because we don't I don't understand
0: this view you have of scythe we've played it at least five times i
1: i just i love scythe i want to play it all the time but like
0: it's just it takes you know a what you know time. what it is
1: you know what it is it's because i want to play it so often but no one else does
0: well it's because it's scythe is one of those games and black angel is going to be the same where you actually need a fairly long chunk of time and you need the proper people to play it with yeah. people who are willing to play complex games it's, and put in that time
1: it's the board game that you pull out on new year's
0: yeah which yeah. is what we're going to do. Yeah. So anyway, back to my goals. So I want to keep using the library. And I also, this is another goal that I started doing last year that I want to keep doing. Like, I want to keep this habit up. I do not buy books from chain bookstores unless I have a gift card. I will always buy books with my own money, like not gift card money, from indie bookstores. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite indie bookstore in Calgary is called Owl's Nest. It's in the south. It's pretty small, but I love it. I think it might be Calgary's oldest indie bookstore as well. Mm -hmm. There's another one uh, in Kensington called Pages, and I love that one. And that store actually has, if you go into the basement, they have like a used books section where you can find books really cheap. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I want to keep supporting local bookstores instead of chains. Yeah. So I'm going to keep doing that.
1: Well, we're constantly... I don't. Yeah. Libro FM probably listens to our our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like we we constantly are looking for a way to find like a, a, a way to listen to audiobooks that doesn't, that isn't
0: audible. Audible, Because audible is attached to Amazon. <laughs> well, it's like,
1: And I mean, like the idea of Libro is like what we want, but Libro is not in Canada. So yeah. it's just super frustrating because, and we've heard about it from the He Read, She Read podcast. Mm-hmm. And we just, Libro, come to Canada. If if you listeners out there know of a better way to like a more, I guess, something similar to Libro, which is a software that allows you to listen to audiobooks, but also support your local bookstores at the same time.
0: Yeah, that would be something we would love to know about.
1: Yeah, please tell us if there's a Canadian version of Libro or if there's something, you know, like it, please let us know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and then kind of moving away from how I buy and consume books, I want to read more diversely. This is totally about how you consume. Well, I mean not like format-wise or mm. where I buy them from, mm. but what I Consume. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read more diversely. So I thought I did well with this last year, but then when I looked at my reading stats, only what it was like twenty five percent. Yeah, we were both color.
1: surprised at how low it was.
0: Yeah, I was shocked. So I think I really need to make an effort to read more books by people of color. To like, I guess, be more picky with what I'm reading. And my next and final goal. Well, I guess it's not my final goal because Nano is on there now. <laughs> but my next goal plays in with this. I want to track every book that I read on paper. So I have a notebook set aside for this already, and I just want to write down, you know, like the the title, the author, the publisher, and then just a few jot notes about my thoughts about the book. I want to do that with every single book I read. And mm-hmm. I kind of started this last year because you got me the Book Riot Read Harder reading log. yeah, And I used it for maybe half the year, and then I just kind of got lazy and stopped writing them down. Mm. <laughs> but i think this podcast actually helps with that because i want to have intelligent things to say about the books that i read i want to be able to give intelligent reviews yeah and i want people to you know find insightful things in my recommendations that will help them go and pick their books so i want to start tracking what i read in a more specific and detailed way yeah and this will also help with my reading more diversely because I'll be able to look at the numbers and look at them and say, oh, look, like I've read in the last week, I've only been reading white authors or something like that. And then I can intentionally switch what I read in the next week. Yeah. So that's what I want to do.
1: I think I would also, the and I have a calendar that would be great for this. I think I would also like to maybe track what board games I play and when. And I don't know if I want to give reviews for them, but like, I think I might do like a... Because often you'll play, a, you'll have like a board game night and you'll play like a couple board games at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd like to maybe do like a, like in the calendar, just write down the board game that I played, give it a rating out of 10. And then if there was a highlight, I'll put a star next to it. And then maybe, maybe I'll do like a write down of like actual. But I, I'm just saying I'd like to do something like that too. Mm-hmm. There was a point in my life where I thought I was going to go on and I was going to rate all of my board games on Board Game Geek. <laughs> uh, I'm just not... I don't know. I, I, I feel awkward putting my opinion out there sometimes. It's weird that I don't feel awkward putting my opinion, opinion out there on here.
0: Yeah, that's literally what this podcast is. I think
1: it, what it is, is I think I'm better. I'm actually worse at writing than I am at, at at speaking. No, I think I'm worse at writing than I am at speaking. Does that make sense? Even though I literally just butchered that sentence. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's something, something about writing it. Makes it feel like...
0: As someone who's edited your papers, I can assure you, you are indeed better at speaking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm just... I'm not good at at conveying thoughts in general, but I think paper is one of the worst ways for me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And see, I'm better at conveying my thoughts on paper, so... Yeah. I gotta... That's why I have to really prep for these podcasts. I have to have fairly detailed notes, so I know what I'm going to say when I'm going into it.
1: Yeah, you do. You have much more detailed notes than me every time.
0: Yeah. And then uh, my last goal, which wasn't on the list but now is, is to participate in NanoRiMo when November comes up again in 2020.
1: Okay. You don't have to do it. I'm not going to do know, it, if it. You know, it might be hard
0: for you to do NanoRiMo because your job literally starts in November.
1: Yeah, it might be.
0: But if we take full advantage of Preptober, we should be good to go.
1: Yeah, and my goal in doing NanoRiMo is to support you in your writing. I'm not. I'm not planning to write anything incredible. <laughs> it's probably the first time I've ever written. I'm just... like I'd I'm, be so
0: curious to see what you would write.
1: I'm looking to do something so that... I think what we should do is we should possibly only do, like, weekly reads where, like, you write for a week and then I write for a week and then you can... You can... Then you can look at what it is. Or if even... If we have
0: time for that.
1: Or even just write the entire month and then hand it off to each other and be like, okay, this is what I wrote.
0: That's a good idea. You I like mean? that idea.
1: Because that way it's still kind of a mystery and we can still do check-ins like, hey, did you write this week? You know what I mean? Or
0: I think, though, I am going to use Preptober this year, at least a little bit, because last year I wrote completely by the seat of my pants, did not plan a single thing, and then hit a bunch of walls and yeah. wrote myself into corners and was like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. It was really fun, and it was like a great writing exercise, but I do want to be a little bit more of a planner this year.
1: Yeah, well... You... You're not... A, you don't need to be more of a planner, babe. You already are a planner. You just need to actually plan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. So those are, are our 2020 goals. Yeah. What is your recommendation this week?
1: Um, My recommendation for this week and actually for this year is this kind of the time of year a lot of people make new year's resolutions i don't think we really do resolutions
0: this this whole episode is literally resolution
1: this this new year this episode is like goals though resolutions is like i'm gonna work out do you know what i mean like like this is a we're it's setting still a goal yeah but our goals are measurable
0: well ideally when you set a goal for anything it should be measurable Yeah.
1: anyways i don't know if anyone is i think it's important Let me backtrack here. My recommendation of the week is to focus on your mental health this year Mm. and this week and just everything all the time because I, I know how important mental health is and I know how important, how easy it is to lose your mental health when you're not being intentional about your mental health. So my recommendation of the week is to meditate or try something like that this year. Me and Brenna, I think last year we started using headspace if you can afford a premium subscription to an app like that i strongly recommend it as something that you can do to really really help yourself out like i i don't meditate all the time i really love the sleepcasts when i do meditate though like i feel so much better for the day yes me and too. there are, there are strategies even in just like for headspace especially there are strategies that they talk about in headspace that i just use now naturally like even if i'm not going to pull up the like one of the for example sleep casts or sleep noises we should for the night, actually... i i do the wind downs just naturally now yeah we should and...
0: explain what headspace is though. okay first of all, because you keep talking about it. Headspace is a guided meditation app. Yes. So it is an app that you open on your phone and you can do meditation packages. There are meditations just for whatever moment you're in. If you need to calm down, if you need to focus, if you want to walk but be mindful about your walking, there's a meditation for that. And all you do is pick the one you want and listen to it. Yeah. Sleepcasts are basically like someone telling you a really nice story (laughs) (laughs) with like... Beautiful ambient background noises that are calming and they help you sleep. Uh, They also have sleep music. Tons of different noises that you can go through to listen to. Yeah, meditation packages if you want to focus on different areas of your life. Like there's one for creativity. There's one for stress relief.
1: I just think that the most important thing for any human being when it comes to Being able to achieve your goals is having your mind in the right place. And there are lots of coping mechanisms that people can use to have to have the right mindset about their lives, like having people who will support you through those times, like having books to escape to, like having board games to escape to. But I think meditation is something that you can try if you're looking for something like that. That is a way for you to be intentional about your mental health this year. And I think that that is important. So that's my recommendation for this year.
0: You know, I'll just second that recommendation because... That is literally what my word of the year is about. I want to be intentional about everything that I do this year, and that all revolves around mindset. So, and I mean, there more plays into your mental health than just your mental health. Like, you need to be physically moving and have some kind of routine and, you know, different people respond in different ways to different things, but keeping yourself mentally healthy is so important. I agree with you completely. So I will just second that recommendation for the year. Thank you for listening to episode 15 of The Hobby Shelf. We hope you enjoyed it, and we would greatly appreciate if you would click that subscribe button and leave us a review so other people can find us.
1: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Hobby Shelf, or you can send us an email at thehobbyshelfpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And you can also find us at Brenna's website, the slash thehobbyshelf. All the books and games that we mention in this show will be in the show notes, along with our recommendations of the week.
0: We are grateful to record this podcast on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Soutina, the Stony Nakoda Nation, the Métis Nation of Region 3, and all people who make their homes in the Treaty 7 region of Southern Alberta, where we live, play, and work.
1: Listen to our next episode where we talk about some of the exciting 2020 releases that are coming out this year, and remember, keep expanding
0: your shelf.